everybody. Welcome to the Others Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny. Uh, somebody different joining me this week, in fact. Another New York native, I believe native, but not our usual one. David is not with us this week. He's far too busy working and earning all of that money to waste on uh, more shoes. But we've got another special guest, uh, friend of the show, Chris Jordan. How are you doing, Chris? I'm great, man. I'm great. I was I, I thought I was gonna have a little bit tougher time coming coming out today, but uh, I got a festival going on. I had to weave through that. But you made it, so that that's all that matters. Right, that's right, good. Right. And whereabouts in New York are you? You're not like central. You're a bit further out. Yeah, I'm. I'm about 20 minutes from the Bronx. I'm, I'm from Porchester, New York, but uh, Manhattan raised me, uh, and I played a lot in the Bronx as well. So I'm like a transplant, but I will always, always love my town. Uh, <laughs> all right cool so people that listen to the podcast may um have heard us talk about you before uh you got a, a book out and you got some like t-shirts you design and you got other stuff going on so when we get to the end of the show we'll uh we'll plug some of that and we'll stick all the links in the show notes so people can get hold of that stuff if they want to all right, so uh, this week we are talking about uh, Let's Get Blown by Snoop Dogg, featuring uh, Keisha Cole, who I think is uncredited on this, uh, and also uh, Vanessa Marquez, who was on Star Trek for a while with some, some vocals in there as well. So this was released on the 14th of December 2004, although I've mistyped in my notes and it says... 2014 which doesn't make sense <laughs> not a brilliantly performing track uh this followed drop it like it's hot which obviously was a was a smash all around the world um but this one got to 13 in the uk number two in belgium and a lowly 54 in the uh us charts so is this a song you remember when it came out back in 2004 Oh, bro, it, it it was more than just that. So, yeah, like you said, he followed up with the Drop It Like It's Hot, and then this came on. So at the beginning of the video, it's like a precursor. Like, it comes in, and then that's the, the, the background music, and then he cuts to it. But Drop It Like It's Hot was... So it's almost like a contrast. So, you, you know, you went street, then you went back and had something for the girls. And, like, uh, I hung out with a bunch of bunch of girls, but a lot of them were, like, hippie stoners. So that became, like, a like a groove that you could step to. <laughs> and so um, where, where we were, was, was it was super big. Um, that was definitely the cruise music for the following summer of 05 because um, we were all, like, in high school, senior year, and you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. Snoop has a bigger influence on the East Coast than most people think. Yeah, yeah it's a strange one because, as I say, it's a, a December release, but it is a very um, summer-esque kind of track. It's got that proper West Coast kind of feel to it. Yeah, and that's what you always love about Snoop is he'll, even no matter who he's with, he's going to give you Snoop. That's the thing. That's, I think that's what makes him age well in, in, in hip-hop. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what else have we got about the video? Uh, directed by Paul Hunter, who we've mentioned in the past, um, has worked with Pharrell, NERD, lots of other artists. Um, the video itself shot in quite an iconic uh, L.A. house. It's John Lautner's uh, Sheets and Goldstein house, which, if I remember correctly, I had flashbacks earlier, it's also used in that really awful uh, Two Chains song that's produced by Pharrell, <laughs> which, 
was it is it feds taking pictures or something like that yeah, do you know the one yeah 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 i'm not a two chains fan so uh yeah no nah, i'm not interested in that the song was but that song was cool but it was when when the clips did it well the re-up gang did it and i was like okay now I like the song. And then when I came back, I, yeah. like, I don't even like hearing 2 Chains on it. It's just, it's totally different vibe. Yeah, I can't be doing it for 2 Chains. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, same house. It's that kind of iconic glass wall in, a, in, I think it's in the bedroom that wall is in, where it's well, two walls, in fact, where it kind of joins at a point and faces out over over LA itself from up in the hills. So, um the video itself, um, I, I kind of gave it a rewatch earlier. It crops up sort of every now and again for me on YouTube, and I'll sit there and watch it. But there's nothing special about the video. No, um, it's a very generic video to me. As you say, it's got that um, little intro at the start, and I'm not a fan of those kinds of intros. Those like segues from like one video to another, right. where they're trying to they're trying to act. You know, you've got it in Beautiful as well, where he answers the phone and yeah and it's similar it's similar in this i'm really not a fan of those things i just want to get into the music itself but yeah it's, it's got that intro it's got a bad nokia product placement which i think happens in a few snoop videos as well yeah he was definitely getting a check <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i've I, I don't know if i'm remembering this right but i vaguely remember him like he had some kind of deal with him and he may have been in like an advert for nokia as well back then in the early 2000s but I think there are a couple of videos where those crappy plastic Nokia phones do crop up. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, if you go around now, you could probably still have that phone from that time, that hard shell. You can throw it against the wall. It's not going anywhere. Those phones are horrible. <laughs> For sure. And, uh, you know, I live in Finland, and this is where Nokia comes from. It's actually a town here in, in Finland. Oh, okay. And I... And I can kind of, you know, you walk around town here in Finland in Helsinki and stuff, and you will still see people using those phones. <laughs> they still last even to this day, and the people of Finland still love them. Yeah, that's almost like the grandpa phone. Like, you know, they, they, they can't really function with the smartphone, so you give them something basic like that. Yeah, but I think here it's like it's younger people that still have them as well. <laughs> it's like that ironic. It's like that ironic hipster kind of vibe thing where, like, you know, you go back and just use all the old-timey kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of retro stuff is coming back. There's a couple phones I wouldn't mind having back, but they can keep that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what else have we got about the video? One thing I did notice, this is uh, when I talk to people about this video, this is the one where they always mention the, uh, the, the Pharrell fit, you know, the Bape fit that he's wearing. He's got the, the iconic red camo hoodie. Yeah. And then, he, and then he's got that uh, NERD cartoon T-shirt underneath, which is still one of the most kind of sought-after um, items out there. Yeah, because he, the, 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 the Bape, what is it, the Bape color camo hoodie, I think that's what it's called, it sparked like a frenzy in my neighborhood. Um, and everybody seemed to have them. After that, the video dropped, everybody had them, and it was almost the precursor to the cause Milo zip-ups. 
Yeah. And then they had a bunch of uh, they had a bunch of bootlegs going around, and a lot of people were wearing them trying to keep up. And you can quickly decipher who has the authentic ones and who doesn't. But they had the red one, and then yeah, and you couldn't go anywhere in New York without seeing one of those. Yeah, definitely. I remember sort of seeing them absolutely everywhere, and then they were almost impossible to get hold of, at least for like me in the UK. And I remember seeing them like reselling on eBay for like yeah, a couple of grand and stuff. And it was ridiculous. But even now, like those OG ones, not the re-releases, but the OGs from like early 2000s, they still go for like silly money as well. Yeah. And, and you said the, 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 what was it? The shade, Chad Pharrell shirt. I was, I, I got a few connections in terms of like getting stuff and I'm not going to sit in line and, or do anything crazy like that. But I still, to this day, I'm looking for that shirt and I cannot for the life of me find it. Like if you can find it or anybody out there has it, please drop me a line. Uh, I need two of those. <laughs> Cause we all need two of them. <laughs> Cause you can't find those anywhere. Almost. It's almost like they did like a, like how Virgil kind of does now with Don C, and they'll kind of have stuff for themselves, and then everybody else gets others. Yeah. But I still see them crop up maybe once or twice a year on like on certain Facebook groups and stuff, and on Instagram. Um, and yeah, the, those tees are still they get snapped up like immediately, and they still go for like stupid money as well. They're still going. I think the last one I saw was like four or five hundred or something stupid like that. Oh my god! Yeah, get your money. Get your money. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that was a that's kind of like an iconic sort of fit in that uh, in that video. Um, There was nothing nothing like BBC branded, even though we we had had BBC come out already. Um, I think the Bape Fit might be a kind of nod to the fact that uh, Nigo is in the video as well. He makes a, a small cameo at the end of the video. With the shark bait so, Exactly, yes. So maybe a little nod to him kind of being there on set as well, just, you know, sticking with the Bape stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean maybe I'm just a, a well, <laughs> a nerd, no pun intended, but... It was a point in the video, in a point in the video where Pharrell was started feeding all the girls ice cream, and I was like, "Is this like a a subtle kind of ice coming kind of thing?" I didn't, you know. Now looking back on it, it's kind of like, "Oh, maybe he was telling us the whole time." But I was like, "Why do you have ice cream in the middle of this party?" <laughs> it kind of yeah. seemed weird when I was watching it, but now I'm like, "Oh, maybe he was telling." Some subliminals there, yeah, perhaps. But I'm just, I go too far with it. I start reading stuff. I'm like, why is he holding his hands this way? Once I saw that, I'm like, why do you have ice cream in the middle of this party? It has nothing to do with anything. He wanted people like, his feet are pointed at like 19 degrees and 23 (laughs) degrees. And the angle in between equals this, which is like the track number off of this. And that means (laughs) go down some weird rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go too far. But along the same lines of the clothing, um, Snoop in the middle of this time when this was coming out, he was going through like, to me, it was like a rebrand. So if you weren't a Snoop fan, you weren't really paying attention. But all throughout the video, he had velours, uh, jumpsuits. He had the, the mechanic. Um, he had a blue de- a blue denim de- uh, mechanic one. And it seems like he was putting his clothing line on the map at the same time. So it was kind of like a little synergy kind of deal. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember some of that Snoop Dogg clothing as well from from back then. It was fairly awful. 
it was very awful. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Snoop, but I, we weren't wearing that. Yeah, I think I, oh, I'm sure I actually owned one piece of something like a t-shirt or something. Um, but yeah, like, but that was early 2000s when literally every rapper out there was signing some kind of deal with somebody. You know, we had like Vocal and we had like Reebok signing up everybody and yeah. every rapper had something. They got Pharrell and then they lost Pharrell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sad. So what else have we got about the song itself? Uh, are you a fan of the song? A uh, big fan. Um, that album that came out was underrated. It was one of Snoop's uh, better releases to do. Um, and now not so more anymore, but to have one producer. Oh, oh, I'm back. As one producer uh, do your whole album. Uh, the song that came out on Rhythm and Gangsta, it, it, if you listen to it as a whole, it fits. Sometimes when you get a single, it's kind of like they're pushing for some type of narrative. But it, it fits. And as me, uh, you know, back then, uh, heavy in the cannabis, uh, it was perfect. Like I said, it was something for the girls to dance to and then, like, the guys as well. So it was definitely that summer of 05. That was one of the songs on our playlist for the parties, uh, Let's Get Blown, because it just had a... Like you said, it came out in December, November, something like that. But the vibe was yeah. incredible, yeah. Song in, in, in general, that song, Drop It Like It's Hot, was cool. And then he had Signs come out after Signs that? was after that, yeah, which was like big in the clubs, sort of into the summer and stuff. So, like, how did, how was the reaction in the UK? Because here is different when we get, like, an American artist. like Yeah, it's... <clears throat> Well, firstly, my memory doesn't really go back that far, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like there was some epic event that happened and, uh, you know, I remember where I was when I first heard that song or anything. Um, it got kind of average play. Like I say, it got to about 13 in the UK charts, which isn't too bad, I guess. Um, it got plenty of, like, club play and because the video was sort of fairly generic, I guess, um, it got plenty of kind of TV play as well uh, on MTV and stuff like that when they actually played music videos. Oh, yeah. But, like, it, it never sort of blew up. It's not a track that, you know, people will say to me, oh, shit, do you re remember Let's Get Blown or do you remember that video or anything like that? It kind of just, it was popular for a minute. Um and again, I think a lot of that is because of it came off of the back of Drop It Like It's Hot. And then it just kind of drifted off into the distance, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you weren't you weren't really paying attention to Snoop, that wasn't that wasn't the song that's gonna get you on the team. Yeah, I think if you're like if you're especially if you're like a, a Neptunes fan or a Pharrell fan, you follow this kind of thing, then it it's one that you you know and you you probably like it. it's not a bad song it's not one of the best but it's not bad and you know like we say it's uh it's a good sort of summer jam but for the the average casual listener i don't think it really did anything at the time and probably hasn't stuck in many people's minds yeah but yeah it wasn't for the average um but a lot of the stuff in the video was kind of cool like he did like the obrigado brazil he did the pose at the beginning and i'm like oh, okay so y'all shot these videos all at the same time i i get it now yeah but that song was cool because that's when pharrell started getting real um oh we're back yeah that was cool because pharrell started um 
doing the yes sir on every yes sir on every song <laughs> we get that at the beginning in the intro don't we yeah yeah and i was like oh this is cool he finally has an ad lib but then like i remember going to class and like i want to say my history teacher said it to me and we roasted him it <laughs> 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 almost like he was trying to fit in i was like man this song really went commercial like i just thought it was something that we you know put on at the party i didn't know that everybody was listening to it over here but it, that that song did went way further here than I thought it it would go. Because um, I'm like, dude, you're like 47, 48. Why are you listening to Pharrell and Snoop? And why are you saying yes, sir? No, let's get them. And we, we <laughs> <laughs> epic day of roasting, you know. Uh, but that's the influence that you know this kind of music and these kind of people have. Yeah, but which is kind of weird. Like I was saying, he's like in the middle of his rebranding, and he went from super gangster to I don't really know and then he linked up with Pharrell and then after that his whole you know he kind of made a, a a quick right and started doing more like I don't know pop friendly more commercial stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I don't say pop that's kind of like a bad connotation but yeah it was more that but Pharrell was the guy him and Chad were the guys to go to for that sound at that time like if you didn't have a Pharrell song what were you doing with your career? Oh yeah, exactly. Early two thousands, they were, they were on everything basically. And I think if you're someone like Snoop and you're looking for a slightly new direction, or you're trying to kind of make this this comeback or something, uh, and you see the the success they've had, you know, with other rappers and on other tracks, and when they're producing whole albums, then. You're gonna jump in there and just go with it, I guess. Yeah, the pivot wasn't bad. Like I said, it's 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 one of my more favorite albums from Snoop Rhythm and Gangsta. If you don't have it, um, I'm sure it's somewhere on like iTunes or something for like four bucks. Go get it, cause the whole thing is just like Neptune's at its finest. Like every song on there has that signature sound that I wish at some point they bring it back. Cause I want to say from like 2000 to like oh, like had that weird sound i saw a video of pharrell he had the sound card and he was waving he said we burned the sound card on this one and that one and that one but i want them to go back to that sound at some point and maybe it'll take an artist to do a, a whole album with just chad and pharrell to bring that back. yeah definitely those classic sounds especially when you um you're at that kind of age i guess when you're really getting into music and they make a, an impact on your life and they influence you in some kind of way yeah, I'm a super fan. I got an ice cream tattoo and the whole nine. Like, I'm waiting for. I, I'm no lie. But around that time, like, with 2000, when they really started like taking off, like, we were trying to like everybody was rappers back then, and like, I'm like, man, you need to come sign us, sign us. I was trying to get a record deal so bad, <laughs> so bad. So you've even so you say you've got a uh, an ice cream tattoo as well. Yeah, yeah, on uh back of back of my left arm. Um, only cause like at the time, I don't know, what, what was I doing? Tattoo crazy at the time and I needed something different, but something happened and Pharrell did something. It's going to come to me at some point, but he did something and I was like, all right, cool. Now I can be a creative. Like this is the space that I want to play in. And like, he was like not amused, but he was definitely like an inspiration. And so like we were all getting tattoos at the time and I was getting, um, a logo from a friend of mine. Uh, we started, well, he started a company and now I'm a part of it, but, uh, I was like, no, I need the ice cream one. I need the. So I got it, and people were like, why you got an angry ice cream on your arm? And I'm like, if you know, you know. 
I get the same with mine. I've got like the uh, the NERD brain logo on my arm, and Classic. the comments I get, I'm like, why? Why have you got a a brain that looks like a light bulb on your arm? It's like, <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. If you don't, then yeah. Yeah, you missed the mark. I mean, it even happens now. Like if you wear ice creams or uh, any of the the, the the original clothing. Uh, people will go like uh, like my niece and a bunch of other her little friends when I was at a party and they're like, why are you wearing, why you got a wolf on your shirt or like why is there ice cream? I'm like, and to this day, like if you still not into that culture, you don't understand the impact when it first came out to still have like dead stock stuff and uh, like original like I, right now I have a shirt from like back then and I can still wear it just because it's that durable. But they don't do they don't make clothes like that anymore where you can. And they still look fairly recent. They don't look like they're they're that old, but but I think yeah, like this week I was uh, over in London for a couple of days, and I was swinging by the BBC store. Had to go and meet uh, Andre. So shout out Andre that works at the BBC store in London. Um, and whenever I kind of go over, I always try and wear like one of the OG pieces or something. So I took over a season one Cone Man crew neck in oh. turquoise, and I wore that. And like it's one of those tops where again it's. People that know about that stuff and people that work in the store, that are they're always like, oh, man, I love the top. That's great. But then you meet random people and they're like, why have you got an ice cream cone on your top with a face on it? Why does it say ice cream on the back? Like, wh- <laughs> what are you wearing? Yeah, it, it's but it, I like it, it even more now than I did when it first when all that stuff started coming out and that was like when they first started coming with the camo hoodies and then they had like the babesters and all of that because that was still at a time where if you had something supreme like that well, not supreme but something like that like you had to have either paid for it or you had to have had a connect now it seems like everything is saturated where you can go to the store and just take a whole mannequin and just say here I'm buying this whole thing but ice cream then was kind of like if you weren't in that world, you didn't know. So it had that luster and exclusivity about it. But then like now, if you try to find somebody with it, it has the same reverence where you can go and like, where, where'd you where'd you get the beepers from? Or get the board flip sequels or the original board flips and like the clothes. And it's just it still holds that. And right right now you can go and everywhere. Everybody has the same outfit on or the same shoes. Everybody doesn't have ice cream. Everybody doesn't have BBC, so it's still cool. Yeah, I was having this conversation this week as well, and um, yeah, a lot of this changed a number of years back when the company Iconics got involved with uh, with BBC, and when Pharrell let a lot of his, I think, not all, but the majority of his shares go in the company to Iconics, who are a company that were invested in like Rockaware and some other brands, and that was when things really went like downhill for the company. That's when yeah, you know, Iconics wanted to make make it like super available, so they started making everything cheap in China and giving BBC accounts to like any like department store, no matter how crap it was, like across the country. Um, and you could walk into like any clothing store anywhere and find like BBC ice cream stuff. You know, and since they've kind of, I don't know if Iconics still have shares in the company. I wouldn't want to say they do or don't uh, from my understanding they were bought back out by Pharrell and partners um, and they're trying to kind of scale that stuff back now and close those accounts down and make it a bit more limited again um, but obviously you know contracts are signed and that kind of thing takes a, a long time to do man 
Well, Pharrell, if you're listening, Chad, anybody in that inner circle, Shay, anybody, please bring back the board flips. Bring back <laughs> the board flips, the original ones. The sequels are cool. Uh, me, my brother, my cousins, like we nobody had those at the time, so it was almost like an astronaut walking down the street. You know, if you had the blue, the blue and white ones, or the my favorite was the the tan, brown, and pink ones, uh, the the Halloween ones. Like they just they, when you walk down the street with those, like it was just like what the heck is? It? No, I'm not telling you, and I'm not telling you where to get them. No, the ice cream beat it. <laughs> but I wish they 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 brought that. That that one specifically back, and then do more of the clothes because they still got BBC. Um, like they just released like the the duffel, the backpack, and it was like the green camo. Yes, like that's the, the space from the from the. Yes, yeah, that's the space beach camo that they actually released back in like oh five, I think it was originally. Um, and then yeah, that's like an EU exclusive. So that was like Ross and Joe over over here in the the London store that redesigned and reimagined it and bought this out i know ross has had the samples of that bag for like a year or a year and a half or something and i know i was pestering him quite a lot to get some release dates um and i, I copped the one of the duffel bags in fact although i still haven't used it jealous um but but yeah i do I, I do love that design so i made sure i copped something from it but but yeah it's these kind of like iconic prints and stuff which um I'm really glad to see a, a coming back in like limited sort of uh, quantities and little bits of the designs here and there. Yeah, I saw you guys. I saw you on Instagram with it, and you guys were talking about it. But that's when I was watching this video last night when I saw the the Bape color camo hoodie. That's what made me think of like, oh, are they subtly bringing it back? Like, is it coming full circle? Because you know, all of this stuff is cyclical. I was like, well, maybe. Yeah. This is you know the rebirth of of the whole. I don't know, maybe it's wishful thing. Yeah, I think so. Like, I know the problem we have now with BBC is they work, each location works very independently. So the US design their own stuff and release it. The European the guy, store, you know, so the guys in London design, release stuff themselves, and the same in Japan as well. And I know they they have some, uh, what's the word, some ability to utilise some of the older designs, but I also know... Or the feeling I get is that they're not that keen on like rehashing stuff over and over again, even though it is some stuff is like iconic um, and fans really want to see like the original like diamond and dollar prints and all those kinds of things. They're more about trying to move forward, make it fresher um, and not kind of constantly live off of those designs from 10, 15 years ago or, or whatever it was. <laughs> Cough, Nike cough <laughs> but that's that's sweet if they if they're if they're trying to bring back the innovation in it because that's what made them cool to begin with it, i mean it was exclusive but when you wore that you're like what is that you know like i'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to go to uh tokyo and next year and um because i saw a bunch of uh billionaire girls club stuff and i'm like if i get it in a size big enough i could squeeze into that like even the stuff that's not even designed for the guys are pretty cool like i seen a few crew necks and i was like yep oh that's unisex that's just not for y'all i'm about to take that <laughs> yeah that's that's the funny thing the the girls club stuff you know they've they've not done anything for a minute with that it's been a year year and a half before they've 
you know, when they last put something big out. Um, I think yesterday they, they dropped some images of all the new tees and crew necks and hoodies and stuff. But you remember like, you know, two or three years ago when they originally started doing that, that uh, line and Pharrell was just wearing the, the girls club hoodies all the time and they look really, really good. So yeah, if they had them big enough, um, I think I probably would cop one as well. But I don't think they they do. No, I'm 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 a fan. Um, I'm I'm just trying to see what they're gonna do. But like like I said, watching the video last night gave me like maybe they're trying to rehash it and like start from zero because that's because bef- it was just Nigo at the time, and then nobody really knew what he was doing. You know, with Bape, and then Bape blew up out of nowhere, and then. Um, that red camo hoodie, they had the purple and then they had the blue because I think they had the purple one in yeah. uh, Hustler music video. But once that came out and then Pharrell just took off, but maybe, maybe, because I know he got his, got a strong hole in the sneaker side now, maybe he'll go back to the clothing part because that's, that's what's missing. Because I think they did the hues in like 80,000 colors and then... Uh, don't talk to me about that oh yeah. god and then the stan smiths they they kind of got away from that at, f- at first it was a few colors and then like i saw a, a collage on instagram the other day and it was literally like the rainbow and then some yeah it was like what's going on they saturated it so <sighs> who knows yeah it's, it's it's a funny one with the shoes because yeah they did that with the uh the early Adidas stuff, they had the, as you said, like a, a rainbow effect almost. I know David's got like all but five pairs, I think. And there are, there are some like 46 different colors, something ridiculous like that. And now, and now the tennis hues, we must be at like, I don't know how many combinations we've got to be at like 50 or something, 60 odd, because you've got, you got the standard men's ones, which is the majority. You've got women's only ones, which yeah. have their own colorways. You've got kids only colorways as well, which my kid keeps pestering me for. <laughs> um, I think I've got like, I was kind of intent on like trying to collect as many as possible. And I think I've got to like 15 or 20 pairs of the tennis shoes. And I was like, I- I- I'm out. There's, there's too many. I can't be, uh, can't be doing it anymore. Yeah, it's almost like you working for for Adidas or something. It's like you get a check and then it goes there. I I slowed down on on those. Um, I'm a genuine sneakerhead, so I got a, a ton of stuff. I've been collecting a bunch more Diodoras lately. But back to that. Tomorrow, I wish they would bring the board flips back. Please, please, please. please. I got a few people right now that are willing to. We'll all go in the store together and just buy the whole store up if you're willing to put them back out. So. Pharrell, please. We need those. It's really, it's really funny because David always tells me like his his favorite shoes are the board flips as well, and I am not a fan whatsoever of the board flips. Ah, oh, they're like the most comfortable shoe next to the the dunk. That's like I can wear those as house shoes. I throw yeah. them around, but if 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 you're not careful, the front of the toe on that it'll crack. So you have to like be very sensitive about where you're stepping sometimes until you break them in because if you don't. They'll crack and then forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you're desperate for a pay, you can always hit up David. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll all converse. We'll converse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my brother was. I was telling my brother when I first started interacting with y'all on 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 Instagram, and um, I was like, oh, 
I know a dude, he got clothes, and I know another dude, he got shoes. We might be back in business. He was like, man, send it down. And I was like, he's a dude. <laughs> Talk, man. So I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out. But how is it different? Because I remember you, you guys came over and did the sneaker review, and you guys were in the New York store. How is the U.K. store different from our store? Um, so, like, the U.S. one is obviously, like, the main flagship yeah. Um, so it's, it's a lot bigger. It's a lot flashier. Um, it's kind of meant to be. Um, the UK store is very small. It's so what actually happened in the UK store was um, they originally had uh, what was it called? I can't think of the name of it. But it was originally like a vape store, um, and the only place you could actually get BBC in the UK was a store called the Hideout, which was a few doors down. In fact. But then when Bape, when I can't remember if this came before or after Nego kind of stepped away from Bape, but they got rid of the UK store. Okay. So the the UK operations was run by um, uh, Craig Ford and then uh, Dan Doyle, who works for, for Nego now, um, was like store manager there. And it eventually just kind of faded away when everything started going a bit downhill with Bape. And I think Nego wanted to step away. But what they did was because of the the kind of ties between Dan and Nigo and Pharrell and Craig, they actually repurposed it into the first kind of BBC store in London. Um, so you had Dan there running the BBC store for a time, and then uh, Craig, who runs um, Anon, a number of names were like, they were kind of like the, I guess, the, the import partner uh, for BBC. And they still are, and, but now they're obviously designing and leading their own stuff here in Europe. Um, that store, I don't know why, it may have just been because of rents, it may have been because of renovation or whatever, that kind of closed down after a year and a half or so. But they just kind of moved down the street, basically. So um, if you've ever been to the original Bape store in London or the original BBC store there, you've not been there since. The new BBC store is just like literally down the street. But it is, it's it's a very kind of typical London boutique. It's You go in, it's very small. Um, it's like any boutique, but especially like BBC stuff where you've literally just got one uh, one size of each item hanging up you know you don't have multiples in different sizes um and then you kind of go in you've got like little steps down into like a little basement area which at the, which recently has had like the the walls redone so it's got that space beach camo um ah. print but like all around the walls so like you know top to bottom and it looks really really good as well so so they've got that in there so it's a, it's a really nice kind of well-designed simple clean store um I always pop in there when I'm over there. I always spend too much money when I'm over there. <laughs> I'll be I'll be back there in a couple of weeks, in fact, to pick up some more stuff. Um, but yeah, it's um it's strange because, like I say, they they all do kind of work almost completely independently now. And I know that like when they move stuff from one store to the other, so when like the US store wants to sell some of the EU exclusives, they have to kind of you know, request it and kind of pay them separately and have it sent over. And there's a whole kind of logistics to it. It's not just like they're all one big company and they can move stuff around freely. Um, so I guess it makes it a little bit more difficult, but I kind of quite like it that way. And the fact that it means you've got different people with different backgrounds, different mindsets, different right. reference points, 
all designing different things in different places and it means you get you know it means you get these different items you know we get stuff in the eu that you would never see out of japan or the us and again because they're just made here for us initially they're very limited right but i mean that makes that makes sense now that you explain it like that because the the aesthetics in different places are different so like I don't really like chains. So, but when I found out about the UK store and then I found out about the Japan store, you can really see the influence of wherever they are, wherever that is yep. geographically in the clothes. So, that's yeah, they're, they're very different. I think if you didn't know much about BBC and you went into like the US store and then a week later you came to London and you went in the London store, you probably wouldn't realize they were like the same brand, the right. same company. Right. You would think they're just different stores. Oh, and they've got a few items here that are that are the same. They both got oh Pharrell books or BBC Bear Bricks or whatever it may be. Or there's a couple of clothes that are similar, but I don't think you'd necessarily put two and two together and think, oh yeah, these are both the same brand. In fact, yeah, I might I might have to yeah. Now we're talking about it. I might have to go. <laughs> what is it called? The King Effect. I think- exactly. Yeah, the King Effect. Yeah, can blame. Blame David for it. <laughs> but yeah, um, but if there is anything on like the EU store that anybody abroad ever wants or outside of the EU, they do do um, really good shipping rates. And there is a new shipping a new shipping service coming in soon as well. I think at the moment they do like overnight uh, express, I think it's like UPS or something. And it's like £14 or something, which is, I don't know what that is in dollars, like $10 or something, I don't know. Um, and that's really good, but they're now bringing in like a, a five day thing. So if you can wait a few days for your package, it's like literally costs like a few dollars or a few pounds. Makes got, it even easier to spend your money. Yeah. I got, I got a, a few, uh, family members out in, 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 out that way, Bolton area, that kind of trip. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. <laughs> just because I want to see, you know, just because I want to see like how it how it how it works, you know what I'm saying? You got, I, like I say, we trying to go to the Tokyo one because a friend wants to pee out there, and I was like, well, you know, if I got the time, I'll go. But I definitely, I'm definitely going to that store because I've seen a few pieces that colorways that they don't have over here. But the London one, a couple people told me he's like, yeah, you got to go here and Oxford Street and this, this, and that. I was like, no, mm-hmm. gee, <laughs> that's where I'm going. Yeah. And I've got to say the the Japan stuff is like low key really really good at the moment. They've they've recently put out some like really nice shorts and shirts and tees and stuff which um, are Japan exclusives and they're really really nice. But the problem is getting stuff shipped from Japan and the taxes and import duties is uh, a nightmare. Yeah, DHL is a lot of stuff that comes from over there. Just the custom stuff. I remember one time I got something from out there. They didn't bring it to my house. I had to go to the airport to pick it up. But yeah, that's what I, that's cool. yeah. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. But yeah, here in Finland, we pay like twenty percent VAT on everything imported and importing stuff. You have to go on like the the customs website, which is only in Finnish, and you have to like type in like the the exact material of what the item is and all this kind of crap. And it's it's an absolute nightmare. Nuts, bro. Hmm. So it can make it a bit uh, a bit tricky when you're uh, based here. Damn. Yeah, I'm going. We'll figure it out. I'll <laughs> figure out the logistics. I got to get to London. I'll figure it out. 
I think yeah, I think like like the I think Tokyo's on my uh, my list at some point in the next year or two and again like the BBC stories will be you know top of that list if as in when I go. But yeah, like when I came to New York sort of uh earlier in the year, you know, a big part of that was we were gonna go to the store and do some stuff and go and meet the guys at the office and have some conversations about certain things. Um, but yeah, it was really good to kind of get there and spend some time with everybody in the store, everyone that you you only normally kind of interact with via Instagram and stuff. Right, right, right. That's the joys of this podcast, bringing us all together and spending all of our money for us. <laughs> yeah, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'm excited, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm. Well, when you hit me up to do it, man, I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, man, because I've done podcasts and like. I'm a fan of the stuff, and I thought, like, all right, cool, it's going to be hard. I might have to do some homework and stuff. But then I'm just like, nah, this is this, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we talk about. You know, like, it's not too many nerds about BBC and ice cream. Like, my business partner, uh, Dave Van Norden, he uh, actually put me on to Pharrell and, and all of that when we first became friends when we were, like, in, like, junior high. And then ever since then, like, he's, oh, did you see the new Nego such and such? And I'm like, what? No, no, that sounds weird. I'm not looking at it. I'm not even, no, don't even come to me with that. I'm not, no. And then he showed me and I'm like, what the hell is that? And ever since then, he, and I think he just sent me like a Snapchat a couple of days ago, like showing me a bag, like, aha. But, um. It's, it's, uh, it's always strange how, you know, a, a musician, a producer, a clothing brand or whatever it may be can kind of, bring all of us kind of random people together in some kind of way yeah because when you guys started it i was i was just a, you know i saw uh on it and then i was just like oh, all right cool and he's like oh yeah we got a podcast by the way and i was like what i'm in but then i'm just like then i found out that you're all the way out there and i'm like see this is what it's about <laughs> like that's what it's about yeah, it's uh, it's not the easiest thing to do with the location, time differences and stuff, but this is like how we want to do things in the future. You know, if Dave can't make it, then we reach out to the likes of yourself and other people that follow us and we just we just bring people in and we we sit here and we we chat shit for half an hour or an hour. We talk about our experiences, what we like, don't like. Uh, yeah, and we cover everything. Yeah, and then, like, because of y'all, I started following more people. So, like, remember George, Shimmy Hoffa. Like, they got some cool, especially Shimmy Hoffa. He's cool on mm -hmm. Instagram. He always comes up with the cool little videos and real eclectic stuff, and I'm into that. And then, like, um, yeah, uh, the Pierre dude, he's cool. Um, I don't know who Evan Pierce is, but whoever that is, like, the visuals are, like, <laughs> they're super dope. That's, that's Dave's brother. Shout out, Ev. Dope. Yeah, shout out to you, bro. And then, like, it... So, like, just getting plugged into y'all, too, and then, like, finding more people that are like-minded is pretty dope. And then, like, you know, bridging the gap. But, like, it doesn't matter what culture you're from or whatever. Dope is dope. So, like, BBC ice cream is hot no matter where you're from. So kind of fly that way. That's why I want to go to Tokyo and kind of meet some Jap Japanese folk that's that's down with. Thanks, Pharrell. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> I will pass on your, uh, your regards in a couple of weeks when I hopefully see them. Okay, yeah, that's dope. So yeah, they're uh, they're out here in uh, in Finland in a couple of weeks, and we should hopefully uh, have some passes sorted out. So I think last I spent I went to see Quincy Jones last week. Uh, I spent a small amount of that show crying like a 
like a schoolgirl. And then I think Quincy will do that. Quin- Quincy will do that in seeing people perform those songs and just oh, killed me. Um, and then yeah, in a, in a couple of weeks, if I'm able to get anywhere near Pharrell, Chad, or Shay, then uh, it may happen again. Yeah, like I, I've seen some 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 people in my town. Like I saw, I, I met Will Ferrell once. I met a few <laughs> like socialite people that are like famous and like kids of like ball players and stuff. But like, if I ever ran into Pharrell, like those would be one of the people where I I might just be starstruck and just be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I mean, in Chad, he's way more elusive. Him too, or like Shay. I'm like, what do you say to, you know, that kind of person? They say never meet your heroes because mm-hmm. they're never what you think they are, but. Yeah. Nah, he's on the bucket list. I got to run into him at some time. Like I told you, we were trying to get signed back in the days. So I was like 12. I'm like, what's up, man? Bring back Star Trek. I want, I'm, I want in. I want- yeah. Um, I'm trying to work out a way of hopefully trying to get sort of five minutes with one of them, all of them as well at some point. So there are like a million questions I think that I have and then you know I know like the likes of you and other people have as well like you know like like you just said you know bring back Star Trek are you going to do something like that again you know when's the next clones kind of thing going to happen or you know there's a million different things that I think as fans we all uh, we'd all want to ask yeah like Revenge of the Clones when is that coming back when you're going to bring back the ice cream drippy high tops uh (laughs) It's very specific, but yeah, yeah. man, I got, I got, I got questions I've been trying to ask since I was a kid, man. You got, no, I'm gonna need more time. We're gonna have to sit down, and then like, <laughs> I'm a super duper NERD fan, like, so like, then I got a whole nother set of questions outside of the fashion and the, and the footwear, like, so ah, one day, one day, I'm on. Well, we're on our way. You know, I see what you guys are doing, and you'll probably get there a little faster than I would. But once I get there, I'm, I got some stuff I got to talk to. Them. We need to converse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I need to start prepping at some point because I think uh, if I get five minutes with any of them, I think two and a half minutes of that will be me trying to, like, remember how it is I vocalise and speak and say my grown-up words again, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, man. Yeah, because it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, because um, like, that's how me and my we, – we formed our business together. Well, he started it, and I've been – on it with 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 him it's like Farad and uh, Pharrell and Chad like he was the Chad and I'm the Pharrell because I'm more of the extrovert and he's the more the but then like to to meet them I wouldn't know what to say yeah I'm the same there's only um so much you can gush at another human being you know and I wouldn't want I don't want to be one of those people that are like you know you've Changed my life isn't the right word, but you know, all, uh, this music and this fashion, it's what I've spent all my money on. It's been like the soundtrack to my life. Right. It's like into another person, like, you know, to say that to another human. Like, if someone said that to me, if they were like, yeah, you changed my life, or I've grown up just listening to you, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, I appreciate it, but like, what, what do you say to that? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, say, uh, coupled with that, like the book that I just released last year. Like, people caught it and certain things touched them, and then it's just like, oh, you know, this part, you know, made me see things differently, or, you know, this is, like, helping me grow as a person. And I was like, I don't even know how to receive this right now. Our mm-hmm. blood is the blue. We're both blue-blooded. We both pay taxes. I, I don't know how to 
to get that far involved in myself. Like they seem humble and low key, but just like I don't know how you receive that as a as like a, a creative or somebody who puts something out where somebody comes to you and just like falls out and cries. Like that's kind of crazy. Mm. Like it happens, but like as a person that it happens to, like I, how do you receive that? It's, but I probably would. Yeah, I would, I would definitely clam up at first. Right, two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah 50 percent of the allotted time is just gone to freaking out yeah but this is this is the kind of uh the thing i'm trying to sort of work through at the moment and yeah if i do get five minutes at some point it's like i don't want to jump in and be like i've got a podcast about you i own all your clothes i love you <laughs> you know i want to try and be a bit more productive about it but at the same point i want to try and get across like how much this person means to me to a certain extent and how they have influenced you know parts of my life and how their music has tied into all these events that have happened over the years and it's it's a strange kind of balance to find and a, it's hard to try and find a way to actually uh to, to explain to that to somebody yeah exactly yeah yeah like like i got married um you know when you come out to music and stuff like that pharrell Gust of Wind was the walkout music. Like, mm-hmm. like it's like that's how intricate they've been involved in in my life. So, like, how do you express that to somebody? Right? Like, I don't know how you put that into words. I feel like if if there was ever a point in time where I got it like a weekend and they were there, or I was at a party, like I would spend half the time like, all right, how do I go over there and not come off like a creep? Because I feel like yep. if somebody walked up to me and was just like, yo, I love you. It's kind of like, oh, this person's <laughs> trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to come and sit in the back of your car with you and talk about uh, things. But, <laughs> but if you do get this Pharrell chat or Shay, anybody over there in that camp, uh, I'm a super creative. I got a lot of things going on, and I would definitely be an asset, not only because I'm a fan. <laughs> But I got some stuff going on that that would be beneficial to y'all. So if anybody in that camp <laughs> hears this, my name is Christopher Jordan. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. <laughs> I'll try and pass on your regards and your CV as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird how that works, man. But but I think that around that time, because then 06, they came out with In My Mind, but NERD was already coming out with, well, they already dropped... Uh, uh, in search of, and then I think Fire Die, which is my album. That that was the time where it just then it shot up because then it was just like before they were out and they were doing like ghost production and stuff for other people. But around the time that this Snoop video came out was like that's when people finally called on like this for real kid is kind of cool. And then like this sound is pretty dope. And then that that's when mm-hmm. they like took off after that. And then they went pop. Like then you got the Britney Spears, uh, Christina. You get all those people, and, and it's like blew up after that. But I think around this time, when this video came out, it was just like people were just catching on to it, and then it was just like, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, I think we've uh, we've covered pretty much everything. I reckon we're nearly at an hour, so that's about right. Unless you've got anything else uh, specific about the video or anything else you want to talk about. Nah, not so much specific to the video. You guys do like a sneaker pickup part. Y'all should continue doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, like that's, yeah, That's super. Like, I like that when y'all guys do that because then like stuff that I didn't catch or didn't see, um, I ended up finding out about some of the stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm a 
of that. Like I just picked up like a ton of Diodorus. That's I'm I'm a Diodor. If y'all listening, I love a sponsorship. Let's work for <laughs> But like um yeah, the, the the sneaker pickup stuff that y'all guys do. But yeah, just well, past that. Just continue doing this, man, because like you you never know who's listening. You never know what's mm-hmm. going on. Like I turned a bunch of people on to your guys' podcast, um, and like some people now like subscribe to it and stuff because they're like fans, and you know they didn't know that like this lane existed. They got podcasts for all sorts of stuff, but never had like a Neptune. Dave got got like a cool thing going on. Anything that I can do to further that, I'm down for because I'm a fan of y'all too from, you know, podcast. So just y'all do good work, man. Keep it fan to y'all. We, I'm a fan of y'all. Well, we appreciate it. And I think I speak for Dave as well when I say, yeah, we, we appreciate that. And everyone else that sends us messages and all that kind of stuff and wants to appear on the podcast. And yeah, we we really appreciate it because I don't think we realized it would uh, start to, it not. I was going to say blown up, it hasn't blown up. But yeah, be as kind of popular as it is and we didn't expect the kind of engagement that we get from kind of all the people on instagram and stuff both on our personal pages and the the podcast page and the emails and stuff we get as well and tweets um yeah it's it's a lot yeah but it's really but it's good and we we really appreciate it and like i said earlier you know we want to bring people like yourself on here um i'm recording another one later on with um with somebody else so you know if there's anyone else out there that wants to jump on the podcast i know a lot of people messaged me about this weekend and um we couldn't kind of work out the logistics but in the future people are welcome to jump on like whenever they like if they've got a a free weekend or a free day or evening or something then you know everyone's always welcome to just hit me up and see if i'm free and i'm always happy to uh to jump on and record something yeah, and I see, but you know, it starts somewhere, you know, and then people will start watch. People are gonna start coming up to you like, "Oh, I love your podcast." They're gonna pull up with a tattoo, <laughs> or they're gonna pull up with a shirt with your face on it. Like, "Yo, bro, we go back," and you're like, "Oh my god!" Then you're gonna be in that position where you got to figure out how do you, how do you receive that love, or I'm creeped out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I don't think I could think of anything weirder than someone turning up with my face on a t-shirt. That would be weird, man. I mean, I've seen some people do some stuff at, like, shows and, like, you know, things like that. But, like, just to see how somebody can, like, um, like impact another person's life. Like, that's why, like, you you know, if this takeaway from this whole thing, me being on here, is, like, just be kind to people. And, you know, always have good vibrations because you never know who's watching or, like, whatever you're putting out. Somebody, it might be something bigger to somebody that you don't even realize. Like, be aware of, like, the energy you're putting out in the world because, you know, good or bad or indifferent, like, it impacts other people. But, you know, stuff like this can bring good folks together. And who knew? I talked to a guy from Finland today. Exactly. And this is what I've kind of said the last year or so when we've been doing the podcast, like the... The people that follow me and send me messages and that uh that I've met in New York and stuff and that I've met all over the place, um, to say, Oh yeah, you know, I listen to podcasts, it's really good. It's like it amazes me. You know, there are like there are people like in Harlem and all these kind of random places which I've never been to and um wouldn't think I'd know somebody from places like that. And then there are, you know, these kids in Denmark and there's people in Brazil listening and people in Asia. It's like, it, it's weird, but, but, but it's great. Yeah. We've, we've got people listening all around the world and yeah, that's what the others is all about. You know, we're all fans. We're all 
we're all trying to you know get on in life and you know look out for each other and so yeah it's what it's, it's what it's about all right so now it's uh i don't have any latest pickups i don't think i'm just trying to think if i bought anything while i was away I did come back with some nice stuff from BBC, but I don't think I can talk about that at the moment. <laughs> I picked up some nice bits, a uh, couple of signed Quincy Jones posters, went to a nice Michael Jackson exhibition, got some bits from there. But clothing-wise, clothing-wise, I don't think there's anything else for me at the moment. Definitely not shoes recently. But apart from that, what have you got to plug where can people find you? What's all the stuff they can buy from you? How can they give you their money? <laughs> um, so uh, on Instagram, I am Bush and Peningo, B-U-S-H-A-N-D-P-O-N-I-N-G-O. And uh, on Twitter, I'm live, uh, live since 87, L-I-V-E-S-I-N-C-7. Um just did a book well i'm a creative now films sounds like kind of hokey a lot of people are using that phrase a bunch when we were talking about it when nobody knew what it was but uh i'm an author now i had a book come out last year called memoir the ultimate latchkey um the impact of that is really shifting the narrative on 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 where i come from uh there's a lot of places in the world like that uh we got a new book coming out this year i can't give the title away yet but it's tentatively looking like a December release. Um, we have art exhibit coming in spring or winter spring next year. Uh, my partner in crime with the creative stuff, David Van Norden, uh, he has an EP coming out. I also have an album that I'm going to do probably the next next winter, put coming out next winter. Um, what is it? Painting. We got some film stuff that we're doing. Uh, grips. Oh, and some fashion pieces. So we're definitely going to have some duffels and some backpack stuff very near future. As far as taking your money, not right now. <laughs> I mean, if you support and get the book right now that's out right now, Memoir of Ultimate Latchkey, that'll be super dope. Um, but we're still putting it all together as a whole. Um, I can't really give away the name yet because we're still in the process of trademarking. we got to wait for it to clear. Uh, but... Yeah, if you just want to find me on, on Instagram or Twitter, that's where I am. Uh, I'm a creative, you know, so I do a bunch of stuff all at once. I really don't want to be pigeonholed, so that's the kind of stuff that I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's it. Just loving life, man. Putting good energy out there. Good stuff. That's what we want. All right, well, let's wrap it up there then. Uh, you can find the show notes over at the Others website, which is theothers.net. You can also stream all the episodes there and find out how to download and subscribe and all that jazz. If you want to support the podcast uh, and everything else that we do, which hopefully will be more in the future, you can go to patreon.com slash others. That's others with a Z. And you can find all of my stuff on Instagram and Twitter at Steve R. Penny. Uh, and Dave, who isn't here this week, you can find him at King of Creams, Creams with a Z on Instagram as well. So that's it for this week. And uh, we will speak to you all later. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye.